The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Wrestling Podcast. It's myself with Matt Morgan this week. Glenn is sick. He will be back on Wednesday, but he won't be able to join us tonight. So it's um, myself and Matt. So Matt, how's it going? I'm doing very good. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about, a lot to get into, don't we? It is a busy week, busy weekend, busy week. So yeah, let's just jump right into it. Uh, obviously, let's let's just kick off with the Raw review right off the bat. Um, tonight's Raw, we had the return of Brock Lesnar. Didn't really do all that much. Just kind of was was there. Did a, he did an F five? Um, so we opened the show. Um, Opened the show with a Roman Reigns promo who said he lost the title last week, but you can't beat him one-on-one. And then slowly but surely you had Kevin Owens come in, Chris Jericho, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, uh, and, and eventually Brock Lesnar basically all coming in to say that they would be headlining WrestleMania. Actually, Strowman and Lesnar didn't say anything. Um, Strowman got destroyed. We saw a cameo from Sami Zayn. Strowman got destroyed, and then Lesnar destroyed everyone. Uh, Lesnar hit Sammy with the suplex. Lesnar and Strowman were face-to-face, but Strowman took off. Reigns hit Lesnar with the Superman punch, chased off Owens and Jericho before getting hit with an F5. Uh, what were your thoughts on this opening segment? I don't think anybody got over. Um, but then again, I don't necessarily think that was the goal, even though it should be the goal with, with everything that they put on TV. Somebody should come out of these getting more over than they were beforehand. Um, But this is what happens when you have a cluster F um, of multiple moving pieces uh, like a Royal Rumble that's coming up. You can't just sell one guy. you got to sell multiple guys, multiple winners uh, that could potentially win, right? So they shortchange themselves in the long run by doing it this way, I think. They do this all the time whenever they have uh, the Rumble. You know, it's just kind of throw everyone in. They all say they're going to win and – and they and go from there. It seems like it happens every year. Um, someone is asking you to fix your hat. <laughs> Who's someone? Uh, Mike. Mike Robolata. Listen, listen, Mike. <laughs> if I fix my hat, then you can't see my lovely my lovely uh, blue eyes. And if you're watching for my freaking hat, dude, don't watch. How about that? Shut this shit off. <laughs> All right. So Lesnar. Uh, you know, his first appearance in Survivor Series, this was all he did. Uh, what'd you think of that? You think they made full use of um, how much they pay for him and what they got out of this? No, of course not. Um, but it could be argued the pop that the crowd, you know, gave tonight for his once his music hit, you know, it gave that oh shit, things about to get real, uh, pop that only Brock can give. I don't know if that's worth the money, but um, I'm trying to think of the positives here. Um, I, I really don't think – no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, it just seems like if you, you're spending that much for them, at least hype it up for later in the show so that way you get people to, you know, stay and, and tune in and not just, you know, see the – you know, the, the that was the big, you know, advertised uh, thing this week was less than returning and just to give it away in the opening segment, that's it. Um, it seemed kind of weak. Yeah, definitely. Uh, next, we had Rusev and Jinder Mahal. Uh, they've been trying to do this tag match for weeks. Uh, they faced Enzo and Big Cass. Enzo coming off a knee injury. Uh, who, who, who seemed a little sluggish, but he, he was moving around fine. Um, ended up with Enzo getting the win. Uh, Matt, your thoughts? Slop. I thought it was sloppy as hell. Um, there was a lot of sloppy uh, parts in that match. Um, Kaz looked like he forgot a couple spots in there. Um, you could see Rusev shoot, grab his leg to tell him what to go do next, which was clotheslining. Um, what's the other dude's name on Rusev's team? Uh, over the top rope. Um, um Enzo or Jinder? Jinder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could watch it back and, and see it, but, um, that happens. That's normal. I mean, that's happened to me. Everybody it's happened to you forget things out there or something might've broken down, but there was three sloppy things like that, that. I don't know. I just think they don't know what the hell they're doing 
with uh, Enzo and Cass, you know? What do you do with them right now? Because it seems like Big Cass isn't really ready. I'd like with this feud with Rusev, I'd have Rusev go over just because <laughs> Rusev is ready. Big Cass isn't there yet. I don't think. But here's the thing: what 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 does Rusev get out of that? Does Rusev get like some? Is is is, the, is Big Cass a stepping stone? No, he's. I would dare say he's a half a step back. You, you know what I mean? On the third angle. <laughs> on the on the totem pole, yeah, that'd be good. Um, you, you know what I mean? So it, it'll do more for big cast to beat Rusev. Yeah, no, no, I agree under, under normal circumstances, but if he's not ready to go to that next level yet, uh, but I, I, I get your point. Um, Enzo got the pin on gender. Yeah. I'm guessing this feud is still going to continue. Uh, yep. Next up, we had Lindsay Dorado versus Arya Davari. Um, Pete Gallagher was on commentary. One thing I really like about Gallagher is he seems like that's how he really is. He doesn't seem like he's playing a character, even though it's kind of over the top, but it seems like he, he, he has it down to a T. I agree. Um, definitely. He's, like I told you, he's one of my, he was one of my favorite characters, but they're starting to, I don't know what it is. He's, I, like, I like what they're doing with him on 205. And on Raw, I like that he's getting exposure so others can become fans of his his as well. But I just think, I don't know, there's something about Monday Night Raw that, that has this way to dull in a really cool act or a different act. So if the act is different, it eventually becomes stale and dull. If an act is hot like Enzo and Kaz, they become corny and they're doing Christmas pitches for ShopZone.com or whatever the hell it's called, wearing Santa caps. Um, and they're no longer cool. Um, you know what I mean? So I just hope they don't do that too much with him here. Um, so I, I'm a, you know, I love Austin Aries. So I was hoping Austin Aries, you know, would get into it a little bit more on commentary than he did, than he really did. But uh, what can you do? Yeah, I think that once he's ready to come back from injury, I'm sure he'll he'll probably start getting more involved. And the fact that we didn't even talk about the match first, it's not it's not any uh, any diss of Arya Davari. You know, uh, who I love watching work. It, it's that was the story they presented. That Gallagher being on commentary was more important, right? And and the match itself. What do you think? Well, good. I, I love. Um, I, I love um, Aria. Uh, once he starts getting steam on his opponent, I, I believe in what he's doing. You know, I think he's losing the over the top facials, and I think he's really dialing in as to. You know who he is. Yeah. So they're going to, Arya Davari and Pete Gallagher are going to face off in an I forfeit match tomorrow night on 205 Live. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. <laughs> do, you, do you watch it last week? Yeah. Okay. So uh, fantastic. I love that show. Yeah. Uh, they showed highlights from the UK Championship. Did you get a chance to check this out? Loved it. At first, I was like, this is going to be the drizzling shit. And it was not. It was really impressive. Those guys were all impressive, all 16. Um, they all had, That, in my opinion, mark my words, will be a more successful show as a spinoff than 205 Live will be. And here's why. If you don't mind me just putting it all out there. I know I'm throwing up verbally on you here, but um, bear with me. Because... 205 is, is, is spot, 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 a little bit of Gallagher uh, storyline, um, spot, 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 pretty much for the most part. Um, this has the potential, if it was based on this tournament, to have really cool over-the-top characters that suck you in. I was interested in almost every one of those characters. There's a few that were kind of stale, but the majority, if there were 16 of them, I'd say I was drawn in my 12, 12 of those guys that had cool, very distinctive, different personas and on top of it you had some spot 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 high flying action athleticism and passion all mixed in there i thought it was the full package i i really enjoyed what those guys had to offer and i was blown away by that because i was always saying on here you know for months that there's a disconnect at times that i'll have with a foreigner don't ask me why but sometimes i i'm wondering because i know how vince is and i know how he normally books they're not yeah. going to push a guy to become the future heavyweight champion of that company in the face of the company with a British accent. I know that's stupid, but that is the way it works. So because of that, it's ingrained in my head that this guy's only going to go so far, yeah. right? This has the opportunity to break that mold because th that, that show top to bottom was great. Now, let me ask you this because I, I still have to watch both nights. I, I was out of town oh, this watching. weekend. Oh, man. 
but, but just from the, the highlights I saw, does it, do they look like, it almost looks like it should be the UK Cruiserweight Championship tournament, doesn't it? Like all these guys seem pretty small. I, I don't know if it was just from what I saw. To a degree, yeah, but then you have this 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 two hundred and fifty pound guy Wolfgang who's doing moonsaults all over the place. Um, you have this guy Pete Dunn who is one bad mama jamma. He he can be a huge star in my opinion. Uh, Pete Dunn. When you watch night two, oof, yeah, you see this dude. I, I saw his promos over the weekend. So yeah, he, I mean, he seemed like he's got the uh, the confidence and everything down. His work, his work, like he's grabbing dudes' hands and, and working dudes' fingers, and it looks realistic. I, I'm just telling you, what they do, those guys, is so different. It's going to be a very successful show, I'm telling you. Hey, they, I'd like they, to – oh, go ahead. They, they, like I'm surprised they didn't reach out to Magnus or, 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 or – I know Doug Williams is a little older, but a Doug Williams, and maybe bring some other bigger guys in, maybe they could still do that once the show starts. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. Like, wh why not have Cesaro and Sheamus in there just to kind of get a little uh, name recognition in there? Um, you know, uh, Drew Galloway's you know still under contract with TNA, but you know, a couple guys like that just so you have some familiarity. As opposed to, I'm sure most of these guys are people that uh, WWE fans haven't heard of. Are none of them, and they, and they all look like they all look physically looked in the horrific. So the argument could be made: Well, I'm clicking through the channel. I'm not going to stop and watch this match. Well, guess what, hater? You're not clicking through the channels because it's on the network. If you're watching on the network, you're watching for a specific purpose to begin with. So that argument doesn't doesn't work here. So throw that out the window. And um, the thing is, Neville Neville had a non-tournament match on this card, and it was phenomenal. It was him versus this guy. Uh, Tommy End. Yes, Tom. Tommy I did End. watch that match. Who? That, that dude's got some original looking stuff. He looks different. He works differently. That's the whole the whole takeaway. These guys work differently. Yeah, they had changed his name because he had just come into NXT. So I hope they change it back to Tommy End because that's a a cool name he, that really fits his character. What was he? What's he being called in NXT? Let me uh, let me check here real quick. I, I want It's like. Alistair something. It's it's, mm -hmm. it's something that doesn't have the, right. the same doesn't have the same ring. Uh, I think you're right. You're Alistair. It was one of the names in his name. You're right. Yeah. Uh, it was a great uh, match, dude. All of the matches. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, so you see, you see this being Alistair Black. Ugh. Yeah. They can make it work. They made Seth Rollins work, which I hated when they first called him that. Yeah, that's true. Um, so yeah, this, so I hope to ha watch it by Wednesday's podcast and, and talk more about that. Um, there was a backstage segment with Nia Jax. Uh, Sasha Banks was getting evaluated for her knee, uh, and Nia Jax attacked her during this evaluation. I thought this was great. It was different. It's something. Yeah. It kind of shows like a, a little bit of the process and kind of what they go through when when they do come back from injury. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Like they they use kind of like a real life uh, thing that they do. And it just makes it seem a little more real, except for the fact that she's in a wrestling gear. But other, you know, that's other than that, it it, it seemed uh, just just different. And, and to be one hundred percent honest, that is exactly one hundred percent what they do when you're coming back from an injury. I had a concussion, and before I was allowed back in the ring, I had to do that. What you exactly saw Sasha doing? You got to hit the ropes and do the crisscross drill um, by yourself. Just hit it. You don't have to go hard. You just got to hit it a little bit, and then show that you can function and things like that. Um, for her, she had to stop and plant and show that her knee works. Those are all, that's legitimately what you would have to do coming back from a knee injury. Um, and that is exactly what the side of the ring would look like before the show. Um, granted, there'd be a bunch of indie workers standing around the ring, tagging in and out, working a body part, trying to show, you know, the upper management, they, you know, they want to be hired or guys going over their matches, but that is what it would look like if someone was coming back from an injury and showing the doctor that they're ready or they're not. So Throw that on there. That, that was very real. That was cool. And two, that was exactly all Nia Jax needed to do to get herself over as a monster. That's how you get somebody over as a monster. I agree. I, I, I thought that was a, a really cool thing that they did. Um, the next, we had Cesaro and Sheamus versus the club. Um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like it's, it just seemed like uh, it, it seems like these teams have just been kind of going in circles, you know, with the new day for, for such a long time. But I will say uh, that being said, this match was really good. And it, and I got more and more into it as it went on. Mm -hmm. 
the finish slash Sheamus accidentally knock out a ref with the bro kick and uh the club got the pin. I forget who they who they pinned. Um but then another referee came. Uh I'm sorry, another referee came, made the count. Uh the club, it seemed like they won the WWE tag team titles, the raw tag team titles, but their first ref came too and said because he got the broke kick from Sheamus, mm-hmm. it was a disqualification. So the club wins uh by disqualification. So kind of won twice, but uh mm-hmm. end up without the titles. Yeah. Um it's a way to keep it going. Yeah, it was, it was what it was. It was filler. Um, actually, I hate saying that with such good guy, you know, such good workers and guys that are over like Sheamus and Cesaro. But this is exactly what happens WWE when you did not do your homework and build a damn tag division up properly. It seems so thin right now. Uh, I mean, it, it hurt them all with these stupid comedy matches and Halloween pumpkin matches and this match and that match. Stop throwing your tag teams in that stuff if you're trying to build them. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. And after the match, they dropped Sheamus with the magic killer before leaving the ring. Um, then we went to a video on the late uh, Jimmy Superfly Snuka, who passed away uh, this past weekend at the age of 73. Um, obviously a controversial one. Um, you know, uh, he's such a legendary figure in the business. You know, I think so many fans have so many great memories uh, of the Superfly. Um, there was also, you know, the, the, the personal issues that he had and, and, and uh, Nancy Toffolino. So uh, it's, 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 a, it's a tough one. I'm actually surprised WWE. Um, I'm happy they did. I'm happy that they gave him that. Um, because when we watch these shows, we're not watching because of the personal things these people have done or they haven't done in their real lives. We watch these shows to be entertained. So when one of our favorite entertainer dies, you know what I mean? I, 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 I was happy as, as, as a little boy in 1984, watched Superfly Snuka. I was happy to see that at least. Yeah. And at least as of yesterday, he wasn't back in their hall of fame section, but I'm guessing that will change. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, condolences to his family. Uh, and I mean, I think any wrestling fan that grew up in the eighties, I mean, some of his angles with Roddy Piper, uh, just Don Morocco is just, you know, some stuff that just kind of stays with you, you know, forever. You want to talk about a baby face that, you know, nowadays when there's a baby face up on the rise that the fans really want, like say Daniel Bryan, uh, when they were actually pushing Roman Reigns at the time. Right. Um, that underbelly, that crowd, the underbelly of the crowd with a the undercurrent that they want that that this guy's not their guy, but this guy is. Hulk Hogan, when he was a champion, I remember like yesterday, because Hogan was my guy, but Superfly Snooker was right there as far as a fan favorite goes. And nobody can argue otherwise with me on that. That dude blew the roof off on most arenas he was in, especially up north where I'm from. And the fans wanted him to be their guy. Yeah, he and he just have it like the look and yeah. the the you know the the high flying, but you still like yeah, huge. Yeah. yeah, I mean he looked like a comic book character, but could still do. I mean that Superfly was such a such a cool move when 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 I was younger and and uh, yeah, uh, you know uh, lost a huge name. Uh, real quick, we got to talk about DDPY. Uh, you know, we saw Chris Jericho, as always, looking great. Um, uh, specifically, their awesome Max Pack, uh, used by the likes of Jericho, AJ Styles, Mick Foley, and tons of other WWE stars who love using DDPY. And for a limited time, you can get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off plus three months of full access to the DTP Yoga Now app. Or if you're into digital only, you can get just the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off. You can also buy a Max or Combo Pack at 25% off, and you can get 50% off the second one. Uh, just check out ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc for all the details. Man, if it's a new year. If you guys have been thinking about doing it, now is the time. You know, I know how it's, it can be easy to fall behind on resolutions two weeks in, but you got to if, if you've been thinking about doing it, definitely check it out. DDPyoga.com slash wrestling. Matt, you know, being in the business, you know, just know tons of guys that have been using it. Yeah. I, I, Cowboy James Storm, Bobby Roode, half the TNA roster was using it. And here's the thing. The fans out there watching and listening to this right now, when we go out and we buy products, like let's say we buy a gym membership. Let's say we buy a weight set for our house that never gets used and goes in the basement. It's there for the next 12 years. Never, never touched, maybe but once. And that gym membership to get used five times before February, then you're done. It's a waste of money. 
here's something where you're actually getting back statistics of people, not just normal people, but but stars that need their bodies to be in the best shape possible to perform their best of their abilities at their job, telling you, this is how I did it. This is how I've gotten in shape, DDPY yoga. So I don't know what the hell else you'd be waiting for when it's right in your face of something working. When I purchase something, I'm always kind of skeptical because there's not that much fact out there to say, hey, this works. This is smacking you in the face every single Monday Night Raw when you watch Chris Jericho out there that actually uses this, and it does work. Scott Hall, Jake the Snake Roberts, for crying out loud, if you guys saw that, you know what I mean? If you saw his documentary and what that did for him, like, come on, there isn't anything stronger than that as far as it working. That's the end of the story. It works. Yeah, absolutely. So check it out, guys, and and definitely mention Wrestling Inc. Someone's asking when Snuka was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. That was back in 1996. So like way back. Um, so he, yeah, he was, uh, that was a while back. Um, so back to the show. Uh, <laughs> we got a promo for Emma's Emma's return as Emmalina. Uh, what a nervous laugh and deservedly so should be a nervous laugh because I refuse to talk about this. I got an idea for you. Someone mentioned this in the comment section. Wouldn't it be hilarious if she debuts and she's all old and has a cane and like an old way? <laughs> like just that, would. that would be good. That'd be hilarious. Yes, that would. I'd be like, well, what do you guys expect? I've been I've been trying to debut now for the last, I don't know, 36 years. <laughs> you want me to strip? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's an idea, WWE, if you're listening, feel free to rip it off. Because you're obviously not doing anything with it, so... Mm. Right. Uh, I, I, I do think she'll debut after the Royal Rumble, but uh, but uh, we'll see. I, it does seem like they have no idea what to do with her. Uh, next up, Rich Juan versus Tony Nese. Um, Rich Juan made his ring entrance before the match could get started. Uh, Neville attacked him. Officials are out to break it up. Uh, Neville unloads on him, but Rich Swan comes back. Uh, niece joins in and won't stop. Uh, Neville, you know, kind of pushes him away. He wants uh, Swan to himself. Niece joins in again. Neville throws him over top and takes some more shots before going to the back. Here's why I like that part, the, the Tony Nice being implemented here and the little exchange there with Neville, because now we have another athletic in shape um, action figure looking uh, superhero, if you will, type of mold going, you know, to fight Neville. The rest of these guys look like the dude that should be freaking doing the trim in my backyard um, as far as muscles go. I'm not saying you got to be big and muscular, especially in the cruiserweight. I'm not saying that. Um, but I am saying you got to look like you know, like an athlete, and I think those two are at the apex of looking like athletes. And Tony Nese is a lot better than what he's been able to show on WWE TV. He is the real deal if he's been if he's given the opportunity to go in a one on one contest for 10, 12 minutes. He's he's very impressive. He's got he's got the look. He's a little lacking in the charisma department. I know him, and I know he's probably nervous. This has been his dream forever, and it's finally here. And you know what I mean? You're there all day long. They give you your script. So here you are going over for 13 hours, you know? And uh, there's a million excuses I can come up with as to why. But in the ring, I love watching him work. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's kind of crazy how much they look like each other. Like when they were yep. when they were looking at each other, it's like, man, they could do an angle where they're like separated at birth or something. And I was stoked they made commentary about that. Actually, you yeah. know, about, about the, the they, they said they made mention about the aggressiveness of Tony Nese being similar to, you know, um, Neville. So I hope there's something there. I hope there's a caveat that's a caveat for something down the road. Yeah. Uh, backstage, Neville. Uh, Neville was backstage cutting a promo about how he's going to take the cruiserweight title from Rich Juan at the Royal Rumble. I hope they'd put this match on the main card and not the prelims, you know, and I mean, not on the kickoff show. How many other matches are there? Do we, do we know? Yeah, there's, here, let me, uh, let me check here real quick. It's, it's not many, but you know, the rumble itself is an hour. I'm, you know, yeah. we're guessing it's probably going to be a four hour pay-per-view and mm. you got that's four hours, including the pre-show, right? Right, and we got Charlotte versus Bailey, Owens versus mm. Reigns, and Styles versus Cena. So mm-hmm. I, it's going to be the tag match, or that that gets off, that gets knocked off. Yeah, 
And the tag match. Did they announce that tonight? Cesaro and no, Sheamus? They have to have a tag title match. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably going to be Cesaro and Sheamus versus uh, the club. As you can then if that's the case, no, nah, no, nah, that still would make it on the card over the Cruiserweights. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't know. I think Neville winning. I, well, who knows if he'll win? Because it, it, there's a if, couple title changes that look possible here. So I don't know how many they want to do. Uh, but um, What about Jericho? Oh, Jericho's in the Rumble. Right, Jericho's in the Rumble. Um, but right now, I mean, the way it's been booked, it's, it's looking like Styles loses to Cena and and Reigns loses, I mean, uh, Owens Reigns loses Reigns. to Reigns. So that's two world title changes on a pay-per-view, which they usually don't do. So, um, Hoping it's not the AJ. I don't see why it has to happen. Yeah, well, uh, the, the WrestleMania card is apparently in flux, so, so we'll see about that. Um, so next we had a Charlotte promo ripping on Bailey pretty much for, for being a wrestling fan growing up. Um, but you know, Charlotte was great here. Kind of like really looking down on, on the crowd, but man, this went on forever. Bailey did not do herself any favors. This was the money thing to talk about. This was like your little, this, like she's done this. I know maybe she's bored of talking about it. I don't know because she did so many times in NXT and talking about her fandom, but this is your chance to, you know, really relate to these fans more than ever. Someone's mocking you, and she did a great job mocking her, and, you know, and big dogging her and deboing her and bullying her into being a little mark, basically. And this was the Bailey's chance to, to, to not overact and not make the weird faces and not – I, I didn't feel any passion behind her um, when she was rebut, rebutting all of that. And then when she got to the poem part, it, that train just came off the tracks. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think this this segment didn't do her any favors, but I, I like what they were trying to do. It just didn't it didn't come across. I hate to say it, Bailey's one of my favorites, but she can hold up her end here. Yeah. Um gosh. The new day um we're out. Uh, <laughs> uh they're talking about how it's Foe versus foe, friend versus friend, every man for himself in the Royal Rumble. But they said that one of them wins the Rumble, then all of them win. Uh, and then Titus O'Neil's music hit, and you could just feel like a collective groan uh, <laughs> from the crowd. And so yeah. he comes out, says he doesn't want to join the New Day, uh, but he wants one of their Rumble spots. And Biggie agrees as long as Titus agrees to stop you know, harassing him. Yep. Uh, so they have match Biggie versus Titus O'Neil. I I didn't think the match was actually that bad. It wasn't. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Considering just, two big guys and, and yeah, I thought it was it was fine considering what I was expecting. I, I just think again, it's one of those things where they beat somebody down so much, and it's a shame because you see Titus standing in the ring. If I'm clicking through the channels and I stop, I'm sorry. That guy looks like the star to me. Yeah, he just does. You know, physically speaking, and it's a shame that he's not by comparison to those three. And that's that's booking for you right there in the difference of burying somebody for so long. And no matter what you do, it's very tough to dig yourself out. A lot of these other guys like to talk about how the cream always rises to the top. I don't agree with that because you can be the best wrestler in the world, be the best promo in the world. I'm sorry. Somebody there has got to want you to do well. That's how it works. Yeah. You can't get to the top in spite of management, you know, no. and, and you saw Daniel Bryan. I mean, they've, you know, he got to the WrestleMania 30 main event in that big win because of how the cards fell in his favor. But if Batista didn't get booed at the Royal Rumble that year, or if CM Punk didn't quit, it would have been a very different WrestleMania card. That they year. still were fighting at hook, like tooth and nail. Yeah. It's, every week they were still fighting against make, putting Daniel in that spot. And if, like every promo hunter would cut, the, the crowd would, sh would shit on him and start chanting Daniel Bryan and yes chance, and they had no choice but to go that route. It was awesome. Because yeah. they literally took over the show, and I love that they did it for the right reason, for the right guy at the right time. It was great, yeah. but that that doesn't that doesn't happen very often ever. I've never seen it happen actually. Yeah, so, yeah, same here. Um, Cedric Alexander versus the Brian Kendrick uh, was next. Um, Austin Aries back on commentary. Uh, thought this was a good match again. Uh, the crowd didn't really seem to care though. Um, and uh, it was kind of short uh, at the end. Uh, Kendrick had him in a submission. Uh, Alicia Fox came, came down the ring, you know, pushed the rope toward him. So he, he got to break it and got mm -hmm. the win with the lumbar check out of nowhere. So 
good match. He keeps this Alicia Fox, Cedric Alexander angle that no one cares about going. Um, what would you think? Yeah, filler um, again. And there's not, when I say filler, I'm not insulting the match. I'm insulting what the WWE. I'm insulting WWE and how they're presenting it. Um, because again, two stud athletes in the ring that could that, that had a great match, but because again, we've not do our, we've not they've not done their due diligence on building up the personas of these people to make us care about them and emotionally invest. You know the rest of the story, guys. Everyone watching this, you know what the rest of my sentence is going to be. Because that's exactly what happens week after week. It's a, it is a damn shame. But you know what? I like that we have 205 Live because I can go get my my fill in getting these guys and giving them more time in the matches and getting a little bit to know them a little bit better on that show. Yeah. Um, up next, we had Michael Cole announcing that Kurt Angle will be headlining this year's Hall of Fame. Um, obviously, well-deserved, long overdue. Um, I, I wouldn't, I won't say it's a surprise, but does this, the one disappointing thing I thought was what we, we, we spoke about a few weeks ago is that usually when someone's going to the hall of fame, they're not wrestling. And like Ric Flair was the one exception he was wrestling as a retirement match. Yeah. So the, the, my one, you know, caveat was that, uh, that, that this probably means he might, you know, he's, he's not going to be wrestling, but do, do you see them putting him in a match anyway? Yeah, I do. I, I, I definitely do. And he'll have some role as a, as a on-air character. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he has that one-off match. We don't know. That's what's exciting to see. What, Cause now it's a possibility because he's now back. Um, the hall of fame doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's inducted or not. It doesn't matter if he's inducted this year and two years go by, he still can go back in the ring because he is that good if they choose to. Um, that's my point. It's like before there was no shot at this, you know, there was bad blood. Uh, he wasn't going to be coming back no matter what, you know, because they just were being pricks about it, quite honestly. And um, now they finally did the right thing and put the greatest in-ring performer in the damn Hall of Fame where he belongs. And I agree. But don't you think if they were bringing him back and he, he was going to wrestle that they wouldn't announce him for the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame and they'd have him as a Royal Rumble, you know, surprise or, or announce him for the Royal Rumble? Who's- First, I guarantee. First of all, I would put money on it that he will be. In, in a, I think he'll be an entrant. Um, I don't think it's the, the the bigger headline is not Kurt Angle coming back in the Rumble. The bigger headline is Kurt Angle being inducted into the Hall of Fame. For them, that's the way they see it. I could be wrong. Who knows? But I do not think this means just because he's coming back to Hall of Fame first that he will not wrestle. I strongly disagree with that. Anybody else? I'd say yeah. Yeah. He's well, different. He's got to go back there. You got to understand. He's got to go back there. And they've got to be able to talk to him, see him in person, see how he's functioning, and finally see that he's kicked his habit. He's no longer. He's no longer using. Um, I. They don't know the Kurt Angle that I knew in TNA and watched him get clean and watched him stay clean. Most importantly, and put on great matches, sober as can be. And uh, they don't know that. They may have heard it, but they didn't see it with their own eyes. He's got to go through the WWE and let them see it through their own eyes, earn that trust. Once he does, it's. I know he'll be older. It doesn't matter. He is that good. Well, I hope you're right. Uh, he would kind of be an exception to the rule if that's the case. Um, yes, definitely. But uh, yeah, so he's going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, uh, you've known you've known Kurt for a long time. Um, you know, he he was inducted in TNA Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and you know, being inducted in this and and the, and the numerous different Hall of Fames. Um, do you feel like WWE made a mistake by waiting this long to kind of extend no it all? No question. Oh, my God, no question. I texted him tonight. I was like, about goddamn time, you know, um, because it's true. It, yeah, see what I just did there? Yeah. It really is, though. It's, it, it really is true because it's horse crap. It, it's, you guys have gotten – they've gotten over so many other issues, so many other talents. I'm sorry, but the way Kurt left wasn't really as bad as these other guys that have left and moved on and done other things. Kurt really didn't go out and bury the company. Kurt went out and wanted to continue wrestling. Granted, he had a problem. He got it fixed, got it taken care of. And what a great opportunity to, 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 to celebrate this guy who got clean, who got sober, who did the right thing. But no, they wanted to keep pushing it away and pushing it away like he doesn't matter. He doesn't matter. You don't treat the – I'm sorry. Other than Shawn Michaels, no one can argue with me that – Anybody else is the best in-ring competitor other than Kurt Angle. Watch any of his matches against anybody. 
anybody. I mean, it's and the best thing about Kurt is I could pick this up right now and call him. He'll answer. The rest of these other these other Jay Browns, they think they're cooler than shit and they're too cool for school and believe in their own hype and believe their own character. And they think they're such stars. Kurt is the same dude 24 seven, the most humble guy I've ever been in the ring with. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I, I, I agree hundred percent. I think most fans do, uh, obviously WWE being, being very cautious. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'd like to see him, you know, if he can go, I'd love to see him work like a, a Brock Lesnar or Goldberg six schedule. My guess, what my gut feeling tells me is that they're going to put him, you know, if he, they do use him in on camera role, it'll probably be to take over Mick Foley's spot as raw GM. Cause mm. I don't think Foley will be around too much longer. Kurt would be very good in that. Kurt, Kurt's good on anything. As long as he's not getting dressed down by Stephanie McMahon. Uh, you know, Tom I bet you he makes that semi-entertaining somehow. I'm sorry. I think he's entertaining. So. I agree. All right. So now we're on to the main event. Uh, Chris Jericho, Braun Strowman, and Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Sami Zayn. Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, I thought it was a good match. Fans were chanting, this is awesome. They, they did that a couple times this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish they would retire that chant. Um, at the, the end of the match, uh, basically Braun just kind of body slammed. Uh, Sammy went for a cross body on Braun Strowman, got a two count. Uh, Braun blocked a haluva kick and then hit a big clothesline and then a running power slam on Sammy for the win. So uh, they got the win clean. Uh, after the match, Braun is going to punish Sammy on the stage, uh, but you know Roman and, and Seth come to make the save. At this point, it looked like it was going to be the typical, you know, Seth and, and Roman, you know, maybe with Sammy, jo- with, with maybe Sammy joining in. I was open with the triple power bomb. Oh yeah, yeah, they could have done that. But instead, they had uh, the heels get the better of them, mm-hmm. and then the show end with Owens putting Reigns through a table and tipping their hand that there's no way around Reigns winning. I'm sorry, he's winning. Well, here's the thing, <laughs> and I and my guess is, you know, like I said before, Reigns and and Cena are winning, but um, do you, wouldn't next week be the week that Reigns gets his revenge? Uh, is that the go home? It's next week. Next week is not the no. Next week is not the go home. Right? Let me double check that. Is next week the go home? <clears throat> Because if that's the case, then, you know, they might have tipped their hand that he's not. No, it's, uh, yeah, next week is the go home. Okay, so 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 what's going to happen? This is how you know for sure. Either way, no, actually, either way, because he's already been beaten down twice. He's, whatever he does next week that, let's say he come out, he comes out semi on top somehow, whatever it is. Um, that's, in WWE's eyes, that's still not enough with Roman Reigns getting his heat back. I'm telling you, he's been down two, two weeks in a row now, right? Yeah, that's true, yeah. Dude, no, they, that's it. He, it's decided, it's done. He's, this, this drives me nuts. I'm not happy about this. Yeah, I, it, who, who do you, uh, so who, who do you think that the title match should be? Ooh, good Lord. I, the guy's getting more over each and every week. I gotta give him credit. Uh, Braun is getting more over. Um, He's not ready. He's nowhere near ready. But um, uh, I, I don't. I don't know who reigns else. Who else? We don't know because the rumble could go any which way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that throws such a freaking curveball. We know it ain't Goldberg and, and and Brock. We know that. But who else? I mean, Taker's in. It. I don't know. There's so many different people that are in it. Yeah, yeah. They really they really loaded it this year to to where it's kind of hard to figure out. Um, who says Taker doesn't do it and make his own Undertaker rules up that he's going to come after the Raw title? Yeah, they could. And use his um, Undertaker's special mysterious powers. Dave Meltzer did report that Taker is not going to be in the title match at WrestleMania. Obviously, things can always oh, change. Mr. Six Stars, well, there you go. <laughs> and that, uh, speaking of which, let's uh, let's go ahead and get to that. Um so yeah, the the big match everyone's talking about, and this this goes to like the influence that Meltzer has because he he gave us a match six stars and just kind of you know it raised the off. curiosity of the internet. You know, like mm-hmm. every you know everyone's like really curious about watching the Okada versus Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom uh, eleven a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
got a chance to watch it last week. Access TV sent us a, a screener, and um, yeah, Matt, I, I thought it, I thought it was great, but uh, for what I consider a you know like a greatest match of all time, uh, not there. But, but uh, as as a matter of fact, for this, it's a it's a match of the year candidate for sure. But for me, it's not. Uh, it's not one of the greatest matches of, of all time. It, it, for me, it, there's a lot more for me that goes into it. Yeah. Me and you went back and forth a little bit about it uh, over the week uh, and pretty much on the same page. It was a five-star match. You can't take that away from them. The athleticism of the match was ridiculous. Um, it's, and let me be very clear. This match sucked me in completely. I loved the selling. I loved how slow they took it at the very beginning. I loved the selling on Okada's part. I loved the selling on Kenny's part. Can he still make some faces here and there? Um, um, I know, like, not. I'm not gonna like like bury him like Cornette does as far as these Ultimate Warrior faces he tries to say he makes. I don't see it, but um, he does overdo some faces because he's a funny dude um, in real life, from what I see. But he's entertaining as hell, and he'll get my money every single time to watch him perform because I love watching him. But in this match particularly, they blew the roof off that place, and nobody can argue otherwise. Is it the best of all time? Like one of the top five matches of all time? Are you nuts? I, I'm not saying this as some jaded ex-wrestler. I'm not saying this as some fanboy from the 80s who thinks the 80s were the best wrestling era or the, the attitude was the best. I'm saying this as a fan that pays his money and goes to the arena and watches the show. And when I do, that, and re- the, the whole package is part of what makes a match special. It's, it's the storylines. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels is a good example. Why the first and the second were such classic matches was because, think about it, they're at the end of their career. So one would think like, oh, this isn't going to be as good as it could have been. I argue otherwise because of the lineage and the history that those two characters have built, the equity that those two personas have built over the last 10 to 20 years made it all the more alluring for those false finishes at the end of the match. To kick out of a choke slam meant way more to kick out of the super kick meant more because of years and years and years of those guys beating guys with those moves. They meant more. That's why everyone lost their, sh- you know what, when they were kicking out of each other's falses at the end of the match. The fan interaction was much better. You can argue, well, it's Japan. Japan interacts differently. I know they do, but that's part of the presentation as well, regardless if it's good or bad or however how you see it. For me, it's very important that the crowd is sucked into that match and you're seeing people like falling off their chair, like, holy crap, did you just see that um, type reactions like Taker and Michaels had? And obviously there's other matches. Uh, come on, look, Stone Cold versus The Rock. They don't have, you, you, people can be like, oh, those aren't the classic matches of all time. And they'll start listing, you know, Dynamite Kid versus, um, come on, uh, uh, Tiger, Mask. Tiger Mask and, and these, these great in-ring matches. I, I, the whole package, the whole presentation is a very important part of that to me. I agree. Like the crowd noise, the electricity, all of that. So, I mean, you look back at like The Rock versus Hogan, right? Mm. If you watch that on mute, it's nothing special at all. You know, they don't do anything as far like athletic, but it is such an amazing match. It's so easy to watch. You can go back and watch it now just because of how hot that crowd is and, and having that whole thing. And, and, and that's for me when I, when I, when I, I, I can see if you judge this match, Omega and, and Okada, just from a purely performance standpoint, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But f- for me, it, it's it's a lot more than that. That's why I, I like I really love watching Japan, but I don't get into it the same way as I I'll, I'll get into like a takeover a lot of times. And it's, and it's that hot crowd and and the wild uh, the wild crowd with the great matches that really uh, bumps it up another notch for me. You watch part two of the the United Kingdom tournament. That's another great example of the difference an audience can make that it's, that's dialed in and sucked into the, the in-ring action, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and to your point, and on top of that, the crowd and the story and like mm-hmm. the stars involved when you got legendary guys or huge stars and uh, it's, 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 it's a that's whole different true. thing. If it's Will Ospreay and I'm a big fan of his as Me opposed too. to Shawn Michaels, you know, later in his career, it's right. just, it's just that, it's what you said earlier, you know, the, these guys grew up, grew, you grew up with or have been watching for a while and you and they the moves have been put over time and, and their characters are over at another level. So I was listening to Stone Cold's podcast and I'm going, how is he like like Stone Cold's cool. He, he doesn't crap on the new guys. 
You know, he'll tell him to slow down once in a while and add his two cents. But he really tries to push for the younger guy, which I've always appreciated about him. But on the show we had with Meltzer, like, you know, he's saying, like, Meltzer's telling him this might be one of the best matches of all time. I'm going, you're telling the guy who just had, in my opinion, it's a top three match of all time versus Brett Hitman Hartman, yeah. right? The thing that really blew Stone Cold up and just the, the double turn, one of the best storylines I've ever watched unfold in an actual match, right? And it was so organic and so well done. And you're telling that guy, that guy, <laughs> that this, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, when you put it in that perspective, I want to pull my hair out. But at the same time, let me be very clear. I love Kenny Omega stuff. Love it. I don't know why he's on WWE. I'm sure he's contra- he can't right now because of his contract. But I would pay money, a lot of money, to watch him and AJ and Seth uh, and KO. The future's looking good. I, I, I believe it is. I think now it's WWE's job to get out of their own damn way and, and let these guys be themselves, or give them something, give them some sort of, pers- give them some type of character, not some corny character, but some version of themselves dialed up like they like to say they do, but don't do. You know? Yeah, and and that's another thing. You 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 see people thinking like Omega might be the guy for WWE. Uh, do you see that? Uh, he, he has to go through the whole process, just like AJ did. You've got to go through the entire process of learning the WWE way. Um, and once you've done that, then who knows? AJ's doing it, and I, and I, I don't like to belittle AJ's work. He's one of my favorite guys to watch. But uh, I'm sorry, Kenny is every he's friggin' awesome. He's fun to watch, and I'm gonna throw the bucks in there with him. By the way, I'd pay to watch them nonstop. And I agree with you, but and and I love AJ. I you know I think uh, you know I've been saying since like last May that he was MVP uh, of last year. No question. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. when I think of the guy, I think of someone that really makes a difference numbers wise. Like nobody's uh, going to make a difference that way. Who? Well, right now that's the thing. There's no one except for Cena. Cena does. Lesnar does. And those are part time guys. So so right. Five years yeah. is going to go by. They're not going to be there. So then what? So can do you see someone being a Cena, though, is what no, I mean. Because, because Cena's put in his equity. He's put in 10, 20, whatever, 15 years. I don't know how long it's been. 10 years, you know, of being a top dude, of being right. a top guy, being that 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 guy that WWE calls the top guy, right? So um, they don't have So is Orton. Like but Orton is not doesn't move numbers like Cena does, obviously. Mm. You know what so, I mean? Like, is there yeah. someone with that kind of charisma that could get to that Cena level? Um, Damn, if KO was in better shape, you, you know what I mean? Because the only reason I say that is because I know they're thinking. I, I, I'm hoping it's dead and dead in the water with them thinking that way. They have to be big and muscular. But I'm sorry, charisma, charisma-wise, KO has got it in spades. Yeah. Like, dude, I'd like just to sit there and hang out with them and listen to how funny he is 24 hours a day because I think he's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Hell, yeah. Uh, all right, let's get uh, let's get some of these questions here before we before we sign off. Um, someone's asking, do you think Tamina Snuckle will wrestle again after her father's passing and recognition by WWE? Was she released? I didn't even. What about? No, she's still there. I didn't even know that. No, she's um, been injured. Huh. I, I like what they were doing with her toward the end before before she got hurt. Being a big badass heel, she looked the part, worked the part. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with her dad dying if she works again, though. I mean, no. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I don't see WWE recognizing it. I mean, when Cody, you know, when Cody Rhodes came back after Dusty passed, they didn't say squat about it, and and Dusty was working with them. So, um, and, and if you really want to really dig a little deeper in this weird question. WWE doesn't want any more fingers being pointed to what's the good had done. Yeah. Um, someone's asking, who do you guys think will be the Intercontinental Champion going into WrestleMania? Uh, into WrestleMania, Mania. Jeez. I, I mean, ooh. it's coming on SmackDown. So, I mean, it's probably like a Dolph type or a, uh, I don't know. Maybe? Yeah, I, think, I think it'll stay Dean Ambrose. And I think, it's there's not that much time before mania so i think it'd be uh too soon for 
a guy in kind of his spot to to have him drop it already. So I could see. You know what? Yeah, I think you're right because it keeps Dean Ambrose in that spot, in a spot that's guaranteed a match at Mania when they really seem to like him, but they're not doing, not putting him in the main event at the moment. So, right, gives him his place, puts him in his placeholder spot. Yeah, you know. Yeah, totally. Uh, Someone's asking, who do you think will induct Kurt Angle into the Hall of Fame? Well. I wasn't going to say this, but I decided I'm going to. It's going to be me. No. Um, <laughs> who do I think? Good Lord. Uh, his brother. Uh, maybe one. Maybe his brother. Um, uh, the headliner, they usually go with someone big, though. They do. But, um, but remember yeah. they had uh, they had Stallone and Dr. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you know what? It's probably going to be Bruno. Bruno or Zabisco. I, I, I'm going to guess Bruno. Oh, Bruno, that's a good one. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's it. Uh, well, Matt, thanks as always for joining us. Hey, real quick. I want to give a plug to one thing. Um, I'm coming out of retirement for one match to wrestle for an event called knockout autism. It's a charity event for a family up in East Haven, Connecticut that where all the funds have been just flooded out and there is no more funds for special ed. So this guy's, this, this, this guy's daughter, Jocelyn is no longer getting the help she needs to help with her, uh, autism so they're looking to move but they can't afford to move so please look it up uh, on instagram twitter facebook it's called ko autism and um the event i'm going to be coming out of retirement i'm going to be wrestling for this event to raise money for it you can go on their page it, uh, and the event is actually april 27th bell time is at 7 30 p.m it's going to have crazy steve from tna on it uh so far robbie e myself and we're just still putting it together as we speak um, because we need to get this family out of that state like yesterday and into a more autistic friendly state like Virginia, Texas, or where I live here in Florida, for instance, uh, and get this girl the help she needs. So please check out KO Autism um, on Instagram and you'll find the GoFundMe link. So if you can't go to the show and watch your boy come out of retirement, that's cool. You can still give money to help get this family out of there. It's a great cause, guys. And I would not be taking my tired ass out of retirement to do it if it wasn't. And I'll make sure to post the link to that tomorrow as well so you'll be able to find that on the site. Thank you. All right. Well, cool. All right, man. We'll see you next week. And thanks, everyone, for joining us. Join myself and Glenn this Wednesday, and we will see you next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast.